Faces Going Places is a 501c3 that strives to promote youth empowerment through community, unity, and educational programming initiatives. We believe in the pursuit of championing the cause of our future leaders. Faces Going Places is committed to dramatically reshaping the most economically depressed communities across the country. Listen in to the Faces Going Places podcast, where new episodes will be released every Saturday on all your podcast platforms. This podcast is also brought to you by the WGE Podcast Center, your host for all your podcasting needs. Available on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes. Hello, Baltimore. Here we go again. Faces going places. The show is the best show on the video, best show on the audio track. Faces going places to show that we only talk about positive things. Lashana, say hey. hello. Hey, everybody. I hope you are feeling amazing today. Okay. All right. Why should they be feeling amazing? Do you have something you're giving them? What is happening? <laughs> no, just the clouds and it just looked really good outside. Just enjoy it. Well, see, that's the advantage of being a beautiful lady. They can get away with anything. Now, me, what? if I start to say something, I will get 45 calls. That we won't answer, but they would come anyway. <laughs> Folks, look, we're always going to continue this show as we usually do, hopefully providing some good, positive insight on some things that you ought to know. Uh, this week, we're going to really be focusing on uh, STEM and STEM-related jobs, and also maybe for new people that are just starting the business, we want to offer some advice, and feel free to call in. You can call in to 410 410- Three zero 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 four eight nine, and our illustrious genius producer, and we call him Knowledge, folks, because he he knows too much stuff to put a real name to it. So if we say Knowledge, then we look smart too, which we're not. <laughs> anyway, what? yep. Hey, <laughs> Lashana, you yes. um, you are a business lady, a all-around, well-balanced person. Thank you. Thank so you. for our listeners out there, mm. you were at an a expo that I was at, and you yeah. had a product that I bought. I helped make your day. Do you realize that? Because I spent oh, my money. you telling me? That's right. <laughs> okay. I okay. hope it's very interesting. When our other guests remember the one that shows us how to make money, when she comes, I'm going to ask her if my payment of your product entitles me to get a stock option. Mm. Would that, that would work? Be, that, I hope so. But tell us, you like a millennium. Are you considered mm-hmm. a millennium? You yeah, are? I am. Then you can I answer am. some questions for us. I hope today that many of us don't know the answers to. Well, How, as a millennium, what made you start your own business with your little things that you're going to talk about? I enjoyed it, you know, um, making earrings, you know, working with my hands. Did it start off as a hobby or what? It did start off as a hobby. I watched a few uh, YouTube videos. I was like, I want to make something today. And then I eventually took a um, a clay making class, a clay making, earring clay making class. Clay making? I remember. Earring do, making. <laughs> do you spin that thing around and put your hand no. in like, you don't do that? No, no, Oh, no. we did that a long time ago. And I broke no. mine. So the teacher. Did? Yep. They punished me. I broke it because I wanted to see what would happen. So what? Yeah, go ahead. Tell us your story. Right. I like it. Go ahead, tell us. But yeah, and I, um, my friend brought to my attention the opportunity to vend at the Avenue Market, and I was like, what? I just started. What do you mean? Okay. How is that going to happen? Mm. So I think with the support, you know, of people mm-hmm. who I know really believe in me, um, helped me to bring it out. So what when you do that, I like to talk to startup people because I'm mm-hmm. always curious as to how the ideas come through their head to do certain things. When you make something like an earring, that means you have to have a creative mind. Because uh-huh. where does the design come from? Right. Does it, does it come out it's the air? Where does it come Just like from? painting. I mm-hmm. paint too. Um, at times, you mean like a Picasso? I would say. Thank you. Thank you. I'll take that. But um, <laughs> it just, things just come to me randomly. So I guess everyday life and colors and um, just... Uh, the way buildings are structured and stuff, I just 
look at that and I'm like, hmm, idea, idea for airing here. So, 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 I just so bring if that a person, home. if a person listening wanted to say, because a lot of people have hobbies, like some of them knit and yeah. uh, do things, but. I would imagine, you had, did you consider the financial end that uh, you would have to have certain supplies and things like that uh, for somebody? Honestly, um, not 100%. Okay. So what, <laughs> I, I, took it, I took it one event at a time, and I was like, whoa, I need more supplies. <laughs> okay. So it was just kind of being in the moment and enjoying it, but then not 100% being ready for like the after effects of putting it all out there for, you know, the audience. So you so. could do places like the flea markets or mm-hmm. things like that, expos yeah. and things like that. Yes. Did you have to do any legal things? Did you get a, a business permit? No, I didn't. You mean you I are didn't. illegal? I'm illegal, guys. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. people have, they have to consider that, right? If they're right. starting a small visit, they should. Especially uh, if they want to, you know, keep it going. Yeah. 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 Well, you, do you know, if you're only making a little bit of money, initially you don't have to register that business right away. Yeah, but, okay. And it doesn't take much uh, to go down and get that. Mm-hmm. But in order to put your product in something like the flea market right. or any sanctioned event, then you have to have a license because they can fine you like $500. It's a big fine. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. the, and the uh, More than a license. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. the permit. When you get that permit, you mm-hmm. can go in not only the one flea market, you can go all around the state and, right. and do that. So nice. for those listeners out there, a lot of people have ideas, uh, small items mm-hmm. that they could get in. And uh, when you fill out the paperwork, when you go down, one of the questions they'll ask is, how much do you uh, plan to earn? Got to be careful when you answer that question because within what time frame? Well, they talk about for the year. And for the if year, you, right, okay. If you look like you're going to make uh, say twenty five thousand dollars, if that's your goal, mm-hmm. if you put that high number down, then they're going to expect you to pay taxes on that amount of money. So you always give a low figure starting out, and then if you want to raise it, you can. Because you, when you file like quarterly tax, mm-hmm. which most businesses have to do, yeah. then and if you put down that twenty five thousand, and all of a sudden you're only doing maybe like a thousand, right. then somebody assumes that you are lying about what you uh, gotcha. going to make right. So, so you got to be careful. Start small first, yeah. So yeah. And and at the market, uh, at the Pennsylvania market, you were one of the vendors, and they're going to get fourteen people, vendors, mm-hmm. and st- help them start a pop up business. Nice. So people ought to give us a call if they're interested so they can get more information. And they're going to be having seminars for those new people. Mm-hmm. What things they should have, how should they take care of the business so it can grow, yeah. and resource we people. We need they that, really do, yeah. yeah. So that's a good thing. So listeners, if you're in the Baltimore, D.C. area and mm-hmm. want to start a business and get some help from other people on uh, helping your business grow, you may want to email us. And you can email us at uh, Butler with one T, B U T L E R, 1712, that's 1712, at yahoo.com. And ask the question how do we get started? Uh, how much money do I need? Right. And give us a little bit of information on the type of product that you have. But I want to share something with our listeners that most people never thought about. Have you ever had an idea, Lashana? I have. idea just popped in your head. Mm-hmm. Most of us have ideas that come in, but as business people, do you know anybody that said they saw something and then they said, you know what? I had that idea five years ago, 10 years ago, and mm-hmm. they now see it on the market. Yeah, but they didn't follow through exactly. with the idea. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So my point to new people and even old people out there, ideas mm-hmm. are things Mm. Ideas are things. Mm-hmm. So once you come up with an idea and you speak it into existence, that idea is out there floating around, floating around, floating around, yeah. and it's going to attach itself to somebody else if you don't use it. Yeah. And people say, well, how do we know that? And why do we think it's important? Think about it. If you had a friend that was in, say, California, mm-hmm. and you said, I'm thinking about Bubblehead this morning. I think I'll give him a call. <laughs> you are here, and when you call California, did you ever think, how does your call get through all those other people, everybody, 
2.5 billion people mm-hmm. to get to the person that you call. Did you ever think about that? No. I did. Because I was curious. Why can why can something, uh, engineers probably know, like uh, yeah, knowledge sure. probably knows how why it happens, mm-hmm. but I cannot see. So that's why ideas are powerful and can be dangerous. So your idea would travel 3,000 miles, navigating through all those hundreds of thousands of other ideas that are out there mm-hmm. to get to the person that you wanted to get to. See, to me, that is amazing. And I'm saying, how can it do it? I don't care what they talk about. Chip, anything. How does it happen? Yeah. That's why people have to be careful. When you have an idea, you got to protect that idea until, if you want to get it on the market, until you meet some people to help you navigate that minefield that's out there. Mm-hmm. Now, some people, they're smart. They will write the idea down. I got a request. Somebody said, well, how do I protect my idea? You first need to write it down and date it and sign it. And then you send a letter to yourself with that idea in it. Mm-hmm. That way, when you take it to get a patent or a copyright, you can prove that it was your idea. Right. Now, when you go to the patent office, though, you may find out that somebody already thought of the very, very same thing. Okay, and then what? Well, what you have to do, you got to find out if that patent was awarded. If not, then you could file yours, too. And it's the person that is closest to the facts, in other words, who did it first? Mm-hmm. Who, who did it first? You got to go to the patent office, by the way, which is right in uh, Arlington, Virginia, Alexandria, Virginia. And an individual can go in the patent office and where a lawyer might charge you, say, $5,000 for maybe like $70. You could search and find it out for yourself. And they have people that sit around yeah. and they just wait for patents to expire. Mm. Did you know that? No. And when a patent expires, what do you think happens to it? It's released onto somebody. Like, could they like renew the idea? They can renew it, right? They can have a patent extended, particularly if it's not awarded yet. So, how long do they last? Seven, seven years. You can get some for seven years. Uh, Would it depend on the product? Not necessarily. It, mm-hmm. it, 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 see, there are different types of patents that people can get. Most people get a design patent. That's the easiest one to get. Okay. Almost everybody, you can have a design like a hairdo, and you make a little difference in it, so you could also get a patent. Mm. But then there are concept patents. The concept patent is like the telephone. That's why you only have one kind of telephone out there for a long, long time. But when the cell phone came, mm. the cell phone Changed was also a concept, right? Yeah. So they would be out there the same way. Mm. Now, concept is the hardest patent to break. And you know what? This is getting so exciting. I think we are go to a little break and talk about it later. How about that? All right. Sounds good. All right. Keep that doll there, folks. We'll be right back. Faces Going Places is a 501c3 that strives to promote youth empowerment through community, unity, and educational programming initiatives. We believe in the pursuit of championing the cause of our future leaders. Faces Going Places is committed to dramatically reshaping the most economically depressed communities across the country. Listen in to the Faces Going Places podcast, where new episodes will be released every Saturday on all your podcast platforms. This podcast is also brought to you by the WGE Podcast Center, your host for all your podcasting needs. Available on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes. Well, welcome back, <laughs> folks. I tell you, I, I'm sitting here with Lashana, and she and Hello. Uh, she and the producer, they're so smart. They just cover my mouth and tell me not to speak, and then they take over the show. <laughs> but we were talking about uh, patents and going into business and ideas, and you were asking about the length. How long does a, a patent last? Still, it's yeah, seven years. Since it would expire, I didn't think about that, yeah. But big companies, they, they pay students to sit in the patent office all day long waiting for patents to expire. Hmm. Because if you don't renew it right away, the patent reverts to what we call public domain. Hmm. That means it's up for anybody. 
So they have people sitting right there, and that's all they do all day long is look at different uh, ideas, patents that are pending or expiring. And then they call, almost like a reporter, they run up in the hall and call the company, and if something they think is exciting, Mm -hmm. then they file for it right away. Wow. And a lot of folks don't really understand that. That's why you have to have resource people to help guide the person to the business. If it's a new business and has the potential of expanding, if your idea, you want to, like your, how do you plan on marketing your earrings? Had you thought about Hmm. that? Not really. Um, I have been on um, social media, you know, but... Yeah, well, so, that's something to think about. Mm-hmm. Social media is, is one is one of the things, but see, and business, and that's why they have a lot of um, seminars for startup businesses because people think you can just go in business and do things and not have a plan or not look at other things that could affect your business. Right. And one of the things you have to have is marketing. Mm-hmm. Most people don't know what it is. They don't know how to do it, but they want to do everything themselves. So therefore... They don't get a person knowledgeable about marketing that can help them out. But right. marketing is critical. Yeah. Marketing, financing, legal, and location. Those are things. Marketing, that, financing, legal, and location. Right. All of those Got things. They're they are sort of like the lifeline of a business. Because mm-hmm. a business can go a certain amount of time without it. But eventually, somebody is going to have to do the yeah. marketing for that yeah. product. It'll die off. Yes. Yeah. So what are some of the ways you plan to put your product out there? And they're made out of clay. Are those? These are, these are not mine, no. I, I was going to say, they don't look like they're made out of clay. <laughs> no, so, these are not mine. So where where do you get the clay from? Um, I get it from Michael's or Amazon. Okay. Yeah, they, yeah. Just regular clay? Like a, a slab, a ball, what? No, it's it like little strips of different colors. Sculpey is the clay. It's okay. a type of polymer clay, really flexible. So it's not one that'll um, dry. It'll have to be baked to dry. Okay. But if you drop it, it'll break? It depends on the thickness okay. and different factors. But, yeah. So so being a, a new person in it, What's your goal for, for your product? What do, you, what do you want it to do? What would you like to see happen to that product? I would like to see it in different photo shoots, really like eclectic, artsy photo shoots. Since it's clay and really colorful, a lot of like everyday people, mm-hmm. which has been my experience, um, haven't really gravitated towards it, but um, people who have been like, Really artsy, I would say. Okay. Have, um, like Merlin Institute doing. of Art? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. would be a place. Micah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would imagine that you have to pick a certain demographic type group and go to the places where those type people come. Because right. yeah. artistic type people, mm-hmm. uh, that would be it. I agree. Mm-hmm. Or near museums. Yeah. So yeah, when, it is. I right. like that. So when so <laughs> when you become that millionaire and I'm walking down the street, are you gonna just ride right by me in your limo and say, Hey, hey, hey. I would never. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I no. see, a lot of people do that. You help them and then when they get big, then they close their eyes like they don't no, even know you. No. You won't That's do that. That's not me at all, no. Oh, that is good. So for our listeners out there, if you wanted to give a new person some advice on starting a business do you have any things that you would pass on to them that we will talk about, even if they're wrong, we'll talk about them? Any ideas? Let's say somebody came up to you, uh, or in the school, little mm, kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, some schools like to have people to come in that do different things. I could see that as being something that a person, if it were me, mm-hmm. that could go to the different elementary schools right. and maybe have an after-school program for kids who might want to learn how to make that. That's a great idea. Actually, um, somebody came up to me when I vended at the Patapsco Flea Market, and she wanted me to, you know, teach a class. Yeah, but that's a, like, you know, 
You know, nice. so I hadn't thought about it before that, but that's why I'm a marketing person and you're an entrepreneur. I see. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but see, folks, you always have to do something or should do something that's going to increase your wealth. And at the same time, hopefully do something that will benefit people in the community. Mm -hmm. The benefit yeah. I see about that is introducing it to young people right. so they can see that you don't have to have a million dollars to do a company. You don't have to be rich to do a uh, mm -hmm. something. And you can have something that's fun, exciting, easy to do, yet they can benefit because you could uh, develop the leadership skills within the young people. Yeah. And I could see it where a person like you, I have a client that... Um, she does uh, perfumes and different things like that. Mm -hmm. And her name was Maria O'Shea. And she had a, a she started a, a, a radio show. No, TV show. Okay. Grew into a TV show. Then we exposed it to uh, people in New York and people in Jersey. And she's still, now she has a, a perfume line, a cosmetic nice. line. Yeah. And she's in uh, Whole Foods. Okay. And, yeah, so her products in, in Whole Foods? Mm-hmm. Wow. She, she just goes around to the different stores mm -hmm. and has like a little stand, like the sample. Yeah. Like a, it's not even a kiosk because it's really just a table that she goes in to the different stores that carry her product. Mm -hmm. And she does a little promotion, a little sampling and promotion right nice. there. And so now, uh, I mean, she's so big that uh, she, she, her producer of her product mm -hmm. is in New York. Okay. And she's become one of the largest uh, clients now. So that's inspiring, yeah. Well, right. And the, mm -hmm. that's how, what people do because I always ask people, how do you get inspired to do something? Right. you got to hang and around. And keep it going. Yep. Mm -hmm. you got to hang around people that are high energy, people that are getting things done. Yeah. Because it's almost magnetic that yeah, it can draw that true. person. Yeah. But the school idea, I think, is good. And call us if you agree with that. You can call us or you can email us. But you can do something. And do something. Do something right. <laughs> and it's so important now that we share ideas with one another yes. and build partnerships with one another mm -hmm. so that one can help the other because nobody has all the knowledge. Nope. That but is we, true. Well, we look forward to doing that. I want to remind folks now this is a uh, program that's uh, uh, done by Faces Going Places, a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can go to facesgoingplaces.org or Faces Going Places Facebook. Either way, you'll get some ideas and we'll try to post some of the letters, some mm -hmm. of the comments that are coming from you. But we're trying to see if we can help uh, pull together about 14 businesses for the Pennsylvania Avenue uh, program that they're having. Yeah. And if we can't do some things for the Renaissance uh, program. The Renaissance program is a program of building new homes, uh, recreational facilities, training facilities, oh, yeah. uh, so that the community can be involved. And there are a lot of positive things out there that we can get engaged in. Our communities do not have to be um, down in the gutter, so to speak. But we have to be strong enough, forceful enough, progressive yeah. enough, aggressive enough to bring some ideas in that we can pass on to other generations. Mm -hmm. And working together is the key. That's, yeah. a, that's the key, working yeah. together and realizing that the African proverb where teach one, uh, reach one, teach, reach one, one, teach one. yeah. People say it all the time, but do they do it? <laughs> a lot of people say it, but they don't do it. Yeah. And they only think about themselves and they don't share it with the community. Because one day we'll pass physical form, and if we haven't passed it on, then that's a mark against us wherever we go after we pass. Mm -hmm. I don't know where that is, but so I try make to. that impact. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's very, 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 very important. We're going to be talking to, I think, a couple, couple of our guests today will be talking about the STEM. You know what the STEM program is, right? Mm hmm. And a lot of our listeners have children that have a desire now to be doctors and lawyers and engineers, yeah. where before they didn't think about that. But my question to the parents would be, do you know what is required of your child or your neighbor or your friend or even you to be successful in the field of STEM? In our next segment, we're going to be talking to somebody that I think has a program that's addressed to that fact. 
your daughter or your son comes up to you one day and say they're in the fourth, fifth, sixth grade and say, Mom, I want to be an engineer. Do you know how to respond to that child? Do you know what resources, Mm -hmm. what education, at what point do they need to be involved in that? It's going to amaze you when we're going to be talking about some of that, how early a child should start getting the fundamentals down if they want to be, say, an engineer. Mm -hmm. And now feels that ladies were not going into, I don't know. Taking them down. All of them. All of them. And see how Mm -hmm. proud they get? See, see how proud they get, um, Mr. Producer, the ladies? It was, it was first the Me Too movement, and then it, it, it came where they just said, we just want a little bit. You got to watch that sweet talk. Mm-hmm. And now they are over everything. Yeah. You look at the new programs that come out on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is so many programs with the ladies in it, the ladies starring in it, or the lady yeah. giving the orders in it, all across the TV. Yeah. But that's a good thing. Except that for the men, you better either go back to school or go to somebody because they will run right over top of you and then say, well, you should have known better. No way. Yeah. yeah you know, <laughs> ladies, did, did, did you know that um, many products that are marketed, they get the information from what the ladies do? Mm, that I has, didn't know that. Yeah. That has been true for many, many years. Mm-hmm. People didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. But the inspiration for many manufacturers, most of them, comes from somebody, a lady that either was in the program or they do all the work that they do mm-hmm. out of the household. And they found out that if you were to pay a lady for all the different things that she has to do in a household, they would be one that would be one of the highest paid careers that a person could get in. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So um, I agree 100 percent that that and the little people. Woo. Folks, you got to watch the little people. I was watching, uh, looking at TV this morning, and they had these little geniuses. Uh, I guess you could find it on on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And they were between four and six years old, and they were geniuses. One little boy was playing the violin. And while the people were mesmerized by how good he was, because it was a big old orchestra behind him. Mm-hmm. But I watched the, the child. And if you listeners out there get a chance to go to YouTube and and look at, uh, I think it was under Little Geniuses, something like that. But the kid was playing the violin with the orchestra and his eyes <laughs> were looking at his his dad. Whoa. Now, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Most people probably listen to the music. I watched the kid. In other words, to play a violin on in of itself. Mm-hmm. takes a lot, a lot of patience, a lot of dedication. But this child was playing with the orchestra, mm-hmm. playing this violin, but his eyes were never down there. So it's kind of like, wow. okay, Dad, well, what else do you want me to do? And he's playing at the same time. <laughs> now, that had mu- he must have been a super genius. Yeah. And then they that had consistency. Yes. He didn't even have to look down. He already knew. He knew. Mm-hmm. And how do they, I tried to play the piano one time, and I had to get the book called Piano play it, Piano for Dummies. Uh, why do and they call it that? Because it, it's really, it, it should be people that don't have any background, but who yeah. would like to play. Yeah, and yeah. so it's, it means that you don't have time or haven't taken time for all the, all those stuff. You know what, folks? I'm going to finish this conversation in about two minutes because it's that time again, and we have to take a little break. All right. Be right back. Don't go away. Going Places is a 501c3 that strives to promote youth empowerment through community, unity, and educational programming initiatives. We believe in the pursuit of championing the cause of our future leaders. Faces Going Places is committed to dramatically reshaping the most economically depressed communities across the country. Listen in to the Faces Going Places podcast, where new episodes will be released every Saturday on all your podcast platforms. This podcast is also brought to you by the WGE Podcast Center, your host for all your podcasting needs. Available on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes. Hey, folks, we're back from that little break. I tell you what, I had to go get me a nice, strong drink. 
And now I'm ready for the next segment. I tell you, LaShawn is over there. She's trying to keep me in my seat by pulling my neck tight. But, you know, we're talking about educational things and people that make a difference. And we have a special guest with us today. And uh, he's going to tell you all about that STEM program and uh, what he does. And he he really, he's Mm multi-talented. And he was really a legacy within the community. Excellent person, a coach, and more people know him as a celebrity than know me because nobody knows me anyway. But, but he is my friend. And can we say a hello to Mr. Frank Luca? Hello, Mr. Luca. Hello, how are you today? Pretty good. How are you doing? Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year Happy to you, New Coach. Year. I tell you, you, you're the man. You're the man of the hour. We could not do this program without having you be involved because of all the work that you've done out in the community and the number of people that you've helped has to be in the thousands. And for our listeners, I really want you to take time because I appreciate you and salute you that you have been a true, true leader in the community and you've been unselfishly working on projects and continue to work on them. So I want you to take all the time that you want. Let's talk about you, a little bit about your background, a little bit about what you, you know, what you've done to coach and where you are now. And definitely mm-hmm. you got to talk about the babies, about the daughters and the things that uh, your kids are in that you really support. I've never seen you not support any idea that your kids have, whether it was here or in another state. So, first of all, I want to say Happy New Year to you and pay tribute to all you have given to me as a person being a true friend and being right there working in the mud with me, working in the water with me. So, you tell them why I like you so much. Tell them all some of the things <laughs> that you do and just take your time. Lay it out there, Coach, okay? Okay, that's great. Um uh... Happy New Year to everybody, uh, especially people in the community that uh, uh, are up and running for 2020. So uh, I hope this is a good year for everyone. Um, Just to give you a little background, I started my uh, teaching. Actually, I did uh, six years and four months active duty in the uh, Marine Corps. And when I came out... (sighs) Went back to school, uh, got my degree in uh, science education for teaching at the middle school and high school level. Started my teaching experience at Edmondson High School and my coaching back then. It was a great place to uh, teach and work with kids, so uh, it was just wonderful. Um, And then later on in my uh, teaching career, I basically went into the uh, correction system for juvenile justice and worked at the uh, Hickey School uh, for four years and then moved on to a community-based program where uh, basically we did special education academies and vocation and uh, also uh, started out with a one-room schoolroom with about 12 students and finished up with uh, close to 600 students. Academy in Woodlawn, one in Baltimore City, one in Prince George's County, one in Fort Belvoir, uh, Virginia. So we uh, each year uh, developed a new academy to to help kids. And then they asked me to develop an independent living program for ages 17 to 21 which was probably the best work I've ever had. It was just so rewarding working with young people. Uh, There were two phases to that program. Phase one was treatment foster care, where kids Mm -hmm. came out of the system that never had a home and experienced living uh, in a home with uh, qualified and uh, really uh, people that had a heart for doing this kind of work. And then Phase two was a, a apartment living. So you had two, uh, two young people in an apartment, two bedroom, two bath, uh, living room, kitchen. And we did a lot of work right in the apartment and uh, also brought those kids back to whatever they wanted to do. Uh, so we had kids going to 
Morgan, uh, CCBC, uh, Catonsville Community College, uh, nursing program, barbering, beautician, auto mechanics, carpentry. I mean, you name it, we had it. We had about 72 employers here locally working with us on internship and placement. So it was a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. Uh, for kids to uh, feel they had a purpose, and uh, once mm. they found out uh, what they had inside them, then it, it really sparked uh, the enthusiasm to keep moving on. So, uh, mm. And I still see some of those kids, mm. even from teaching and coaching. I still are um, contacted by those kids. They're now family people uh, raising children of their own, and uh, wow. so I'll get a call and uh what are you doing coach and, uh, <laughs> you know, we go i know that must feel so, so good mm-hmm. uh, well, did, didn't you didn't you uh guys do a, a senior citizens place too i'm i'm sorry i can hardly hear you I, doc i said didn't didn't you guys do a um, a senior citizens uh, building we, also we uh did this i had no experience in uh health at the time but uh ira did ira was uh, basically running a uh uh, nursing facility. Uh, he had the, the background for the uh, nursing facility, independent living. And, you know, I took all my uh, my teaching retirement money and uh, bought that piece of property in uh, Owings Mills. And we started to develop uh, Atrium Village, which is still there now, um, owned by Senior Living out of Chicago. Um, but we had that facility for seven years, developed it, built it, and rented it up. We had like 362 rooms. Uh, we had about 82 rooms for assisted living, dementia care, um, and then independent living uh, for people that could live in uh, in an apartment living with a, a year's lease. They didn't have to buy into it like some of the other places wanted to take Mm. All those seniors, uh, their money, and uh, you know. Now how did you? How did you do all that? From that's a that's a major undertaking. Uh, how, where did the money come from? How did you do it? Did you get a loan, well, and was it just an you know, idea? Doc, at that time, I had a pretty wide network of of people, and I I still remember those days of walking through uh, Baltimore City, uh, up Calvert Street, down Reed Street. Uh, Charles, all of that, knocking on doors to get investment uh, money to uh, do the project. So um, it was a thirty, just about a thirty-one million dollar project to, to build. That you uh, went from scratch. You yeah, from scratch. I, I had actually. We're just talking about ideas and whereabouts we, mm-hmm. uh, to do that, but uh, you know, we just put our heads down and said, this is going to be done. And if we could see the project, uh, we could, we could accomplish that. So, you know, it was those, uh, coaching, uh, uh variables that I used to, uh, not give up and, uh, never quit. And, and it was something good for folks. Well, you, you, were, you, you were quite a coach because people yeah. now, as you and I have been together and the people, I think that they're running up to say hi to me, and they go right by me to you. So I was kind of jealous on that a little bit. Well, that's, that's, uh, you know, you you played a big part in that. We we've been together for quite a long time. If you go back, yep, over years ten years, ago, yep. uh, we know a lot of the same people, especially at Carver High School, uh, where you went to, and. Uh, I also did uh, graduate work at Morgan for my uh, uh, special education, and um, I just—it's just the network, you know, the community of people that you've uh, developed along the way, and uh, uh, keep uh, keep your focus and keep keep moving forward. Yeah. I, if you don't mind, I'd like to talk about this uh, program that uh, we'll have up and running probably the middle of April. Oh, we uh, insist. We insist. We want to hear it. Yeah. Talk about yeah. it. Yes, sir. Uh, it's called the Step Ahead app for student transitioning. 
uh, and I'm very excited about it because it's all of our work. It's the uh, publications that we wrote and everything for high school kids uh, moving on, whether it's college, whether it's trade school, whether it's uh, technical school. It, uh, it, it just looks at the transitioning uh, process uh, in itself. And so when we were doing the research to understand what transitioning was really about for students, um, we looked at three areas. We looked at uh, the areas of readiness. How does a student become ready uh, yeah. to do whatever mm -hmm. they want to do? Mm -hmm. And we looked That's at uh, the three areas, and one was uh, academic readiness, two was emotionally readiness, mm -hmm. and three was logistical readiness. Uh, so we based uh, all of our work on those areas of, of being ready for whatever area you wanted to go into. So we developed this app, uh, and uh, give you just a little bit of a nutshell on it. Uh, if you were looking for an app uh, for your son or daughter, and you were looking uh, on uh, something that you can hang your hat on, a process in which they could transition uh, to, and use this information both with you uh, and your son or daughter. I mean, this isn't just separate. You know, mm. we're, we're marketing to uh, students. It's the parent that we're looking to help. Mm -hmm. uh, and the first question we ask is, do you have forty or $50,000 to blow uh, on sending your uh, son or daughter to college where probably they might not want to be there or they are not sure on how they... Uh, we're doing in transition planning or career planning. So the process uh, actually demystifies the uh, college quest. Uh, and it, it uh, basically looks at getting your fair share of funding to do that and uh, not uh, waste time and energy and money uh, to do it. So that's, uh, you know, I was working um, at the high school level and this app, whether I knew it or not at the time, was the basis for, uh, for what we have now hmm. in the publications, the winning step publications, the college prep, the career preparation, and the transition preparation. So if you were looking to, to get an app that would help you as a parent, uh, because some of the parents, um, this is first-generation college-bound or technical school yeah. or even the military. Right, uh, right. Mm -hmm. So we don't discriminate on where the uh, student and the parent would like to see them head. Um, so you would go to the app store and get this free app. And uh, once you're, you got it, then you would open it up. And uh, the first level is uh, an app identification overview. And these pieces that we're doing, we have the uh, voiceover from actual students, parents, and educators that are in this app, uh, basically providing testimony that the work nice. we did provided them with uh, the process to uh, move forward with uh, placing their, their son or daughter. So it's something that uh, we, we've done, we've accomplished along the way, um, worked with many, many kids on all of this stuff, so, uh, and we needed uh, testimony. So the voiceover uh, is of kids that have used the program and are providing testimony for it. So you get the app identification and you go into it and uh, basically... The one key deliverable uh, for the coach's corner, tips for students and parents. And then it goes into for parents and students. The benefit of in-step coaching. We, we have a process called in-step coaching that we stay with the student until they no longer need us. So mm. they go into college, they transition into college. 
they still can use us as yeah, coaches. They need us. Uh, that basically is a free service. You know and what, we Coach? Can stay with that student we, until gonna, they graduate. College, coach, we're going to have to take a little even break. If they go into the world of work, uh, so we don't leave. We don't leave kids on the doorstep because they uh, went into the app and they did well, and then we just walk away from them. That's we have true. This in-step coaching that yeah. continues yeah. Uh, to follow. It actually is like a wraparound service. Uh, right. Coach, can you can you stay with this? We're going to have to go to a, a little break. Can you stay with sure. us so we can continue this? And yeah. I want to yeah. know uh, maybe where you are. I know you do a lot of stuff uh, relating to the STEM program, and you got some things coming up for your daughter. I think that we can take a little break, and I'd like for you to stay with us if you can. Sure. And uh, let's see if we can continue this right after the break. So, folks, don't touch that doll. We'll be right back to you. If you go to the refrigerator, make sure you don't stay there too long, please. But we have an exercise program in case you do. So we'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. Going Places is a 501c3 that strives to promote youth empowerment through community, unity, and educational programming initiatives. We believe in the pursuit of championing the cause of our future leaders. Faces Going Places is committed to dramatically reshaping the most economically depressed communities across the country. Listen in to the Faces Going Places podcast, where new episodes will be released every Saturday on all your podcast platforms. This podcast is also brought to you by the WGE Podcast Center, your host for all your podcasting needs. Available on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes. Uh, folks, I tell you what, we are right back and we have uh, our special guest today. One of our special guests is uh, Coach Frank Luca. He's a legend and more than a legend. Uh, he was kind of my mentor, and he and I have been worked on working on projects for a long, long time. And he's got so much knowledge in the community that I think that all the money that's now coming in to renovate and uh, uh, up build up those communities, I'm thinking that, uh, Coach, you need to be right there. Uh, they have the development money and for education, which is a big thing they're going to be talking about in the legislature. So I want you to talk about some of the things that's going on now with your daughter, the programs that they have, and whether uh, STEM Town is still on the, you know, on the board. It is, Doc, and I'm really excited about this because we do have some uh, philanthropic interest in developing that. Uh, uh, the thing was, I didn't want to get too ambitious because I had people calling me for the Performing Arts Center, doing a uh, Performing Arts and Education Center, which mm -hmm. would be, again, free to the community to mm -hmm. use. Mm -hmm. So uh, developing a, uh, a small, uh, uh, what they call is a black box uh, performance center. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing we talked about doing with that was to uh, create a culinary program that was a six-month program for youth and then get them out in the field working where there would be job placement with that. And the culinary art would be uh, front of the house and back of the house skills uh, understanding the catering businesses, meat cutting, uh, bakery, uh, baked mm. goods and uh, desserts and so forth. That would give them enough skills to basically enter the world of work. And we would, we would place uh, those students in that. The other design, would, the design feature is, is that we would have an event space in that performing arts uh, center that uh, we could have uh, special uh, uh, things of the month uh, in music, in performance, in dance. Uh, we could have it all. And also fine art and digital art would be a part of it. So the STEM would be STEAM also. You're uh, adding the A for the arts in there. What a magnificent center uh, uh Put out there for the community. Do you have and Do you have a location have in mind? Town. Do you have a location? Do you have a location in mind now, or what? 
we we don't. Uh, basically, we looked at uh, a couple of places in the um, uh, Anne Arundel area, PG area, but uh, basically didn't have enough parking to go with it. Hmm. You need you need parking to go with it because if you're doing a program like uh, the Guild in Pittsburgh. Uh, they do a, a jazz performance for uh, seven months out of the year. They have a jazz performance for their black box uh, stage mm-hmm. where these big jag, uh, jazz artists come in like Chuck Mangione, uh, Benson, uh, people like that. Uh, Diane Carroll comes in, does her uh, Christmas show, and it's all donated. Uh, it goes back the ticket sales goes back to the, uh, the guild or goes back to the performing arts center, uh, there. So when you're having those, uh, performances, you can do a black tie, uh, event. So the culinary program would actually serve those events. They would develop the menu and, and so forth. And then also if you're having the, them down the uh, the independent labs for uh, grades three through twelve, um, then you could also provide lunch for those kids that are doing the uh, program. So it it all complements one another, uh, and all you need is the do re mi. Right. Well, you know, I went to a planning meeting and Lashana was there that uh, Saturday as a vendor. Mm-hmm. The Pennsylvania Avenue Planning Group. They are looking for people that would help them in developing some of the stuff that you're talking about. They want to pull together about uh, 14 or 15 uh, minority businesses, women-owned businesses. And I think it's a wonderful tie-in for the school system to have a facility where, uh, where you can go and uh, actually uh, do performance, also learn uh, dance, vocal, instrument uh, and then give performances, uh, in you know, for the community. Well, I'd, I'd like for you to uh, get a chance. I'm going to offer, and they've asked me to kind of help them identify the other, people. The one other exciting piece, Doc, it actually relates to what you're doing with the uh, Bright Light, mm-hmm. is to have a part of that program as the as a STEM uh, uh, program is developing uh, food for the food bank. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you could have manufactured uh, fish. Now, you remember way back when we did that program with uh, Juvenile Justice yeah, in Hartford yeah. County, which we developed. It was called acu- uh, uh, Acuculture. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically it was developing manufactured fish, tilapia and catfish uh in a plant operation, and the wastewater actually ran out and into a agricultural field to grow uh, vegetables, fresh vegetables. So all of that uh, cultivated went uh, to the uh, food bank or to the community could come and uh, pick their own vegetables. So you were you were basically giving back to the community a, a wealth of. Uh, expertise and uh, everybody complimenting the community in itself. Mm-hmm. So a great. Uh, what are you, what are you doing with the uh, girls? Don't you have a program that you're working on right now with the, with the, um, with your daughters? Um, yeah. And you know, I'm working with the, uh, the program for the veterans. Mm-hmm. So, that's about it. Doc. Well, well, I, I think yeah, time. no, 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 no. You you said some things that I think needed to be heard in the program yeah, because uh, I've been going to some of these meetings. And of course, people don't know really, you know, who I am. If, but if anybody com- out there knows any philanthropic folks that uh, have a heart for a building program that basically serves the community, please have them call me at four four three. Four one six eight nine seven one, and I would be glad to meet and sit down and show them the uh, the program scope. And if uh, they were so inclined to uh, 
basically fund a program like this. That's all we would need. Well, at these meetings, uh, Frank, it's with developers. And that's why I think that, you know, we'll yep. make an introduction for you to bring you in. The, the, the next meeting, I believe, is the early part of uh, February. But uh, the- Thank you for having me uh, and your, your host uh, in the studio. Thank, thank you all for yeah. uh, allowing thank me you. to talk and uh, well, basically uh, impart my enthusiasm. Uh, well, we're going to do so, better. Th- we're going to do better than that because we've been asked to bring some people to the table that can make a difference. Now that they uh, they have actually they have the funds uh, put out there. Now they're just really trying to uh, pair up uh, the developers or the people. So the m- meeting I was at on Friday, the developers were there, and the amounts of monies that they have for different development sections, they actually gave those monies out, and I counted the total somewhere in like $80 million project. You no, know, Doc, I have a lot of the people uh, that uh, would be involved in the actual execution of the program. A lot of wonderful people, retired people from uh, Martin Marietta, from... Uh, Northrop, uh, Lockheed, 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 Lockheed that we went to in Houston. So uh, we Frank. have the expertise. Yeah. Frank. Uh, we have curriculum. Uh, like I said, we uh, just need somebody to well, uh, open the door for facility and uh, give us some budget uh, operation. And then we, we'd use our uh, nonprofit uh, ACE to... Uh, Continue to go after grants and uh, help. The, well, we're uh, we're gonna we're gonna get you that kind of audience, and we want to thank you for taking the time today. All right, to buddy. Thank sort of you so much, and I, thanks everybody. No problem uh, for listening. Yep, you have. We'll Frank. I'll give Happy you the the links. Um, I'll send the links to you where you can get this program. Happy New Year. Okay. Same to you. Thanks yeah. a lot. Okay. Give All my right. love Take to the care. family. Bye bye. All right. Well, Lashana. Mm-hmm. I think he opened a door for you, and you fit the bill. He wants to get a few million dollars. So can you write a check for him for that? Sure cannot. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I wish him well. well he, yeah, he's yeah, done he, a lot of good stuff. He's done a lot of good things mm-hmm. in the community, and these are the kind of people that we are forming partnerships with so that their yeah. ideas will not just be short-term but these are things that will be long-term, too. Right. And the reason I had him talking about that senior center is that they beat the payments. It was nothing but an idea. Mm-hmm. No land, no drawings, no anything. Yeah. And they took that. He and uh, another one of my partners, Ira Green, and uh, Ira has just been irreplaceable. I should say that's a better word yeah. in terms of guiding me and helping me go to the right people. And he stuck right there when everybody else was looking down and he and Frank Luca, and we've had that partnership mm-hmm. for now over, over 10 years, actually wow. in the trenches and uh, approaching people from the education department, the governor's uh, department. And yeah. those are the kind of connections that people need to have. See, those people have already been millionaires several times over, mm-hmm. so they don't do it for the money. Right. And to our listening audience, the thing that we're recommending to you is is that uh, you get on board with some of these things because anybody can complain. Anybody. Anybody can complain. Yeah, it's really can, easy. Right. But <laughs> can, can you make the sacrifice to get in touch with somebody and say, hey, count me in, let's help bring about a change in Baltimore? Right. Because facing going places, we are dedicated to making sure that we present some solutions, not just uh, things that will uh, that we have to ask for money for. In fact, I don't like asking anybody for the money. I believe that we can create the kind of things that we make our own money. And we're mm-hmm. going to be doing that with some of our clients and those that uh, get on board with us. Uh, we want them to come in. But we're going to get ready to uh, go on another break. I believe it's another break. Are we getting ready to uh, let's do it let's, ra- let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. You want to say any parting words to our listeners? I hope you'll have an amazing day and stay positive. All right. Well, folks, remember, Faces Going Places is a non is a five hundred one c three nonprofit. So your donations would be welcome. And I tell you what, we'll see you again next week. How about yes. that?
Going Places is a 501c3 that strives to promote youth empowerment through community, unity, and educational programming initiatives. We believe in the pursuit of championing the cause of our future leaders. Faces Going Places is committed to dramatically reshaping the most economically depressed communities across the country. Listen in to the Faces Going Places podcast, where new episodes will be released every Saturday on all your podcast platforms. This podcast is also brought to you by the WGE Podcast Center, your host for all your podcasting needs. Available on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes.